today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. What's going on with football on this side of the border? You know, the Canadian Football League uh, released their schedule a couple of months ago now, and it's a full schedule. I mean, this is supposed, well, not going to be business as usual, but they're going to have training camps, of course, in the spring and start the regular season. That's that's the plan right now. Of course, this is all going to be dependent on what goes on with the vaccination program and things of this nature. And uh, Randy Ambrosi, the commish, uh, says that, uh, well, they're flexible about those dates. They may push it back a little bit if they have to. But now, all of a sudden, uh, we hear that there are talks between the CFL and the XFL which uh, is also in hiatus, as so many people are these days. Uh, and uh, it's led to all kinds of speculation. I mean, both sides admitted that there have been some talks going on, but they're not talking about what, and they're not talking about who's doing what, etc. Uh, Danny Garcia is the uh, the chairwoman and the owner, co-owner, actually, of the XFL. And, uh, well, she does speak up on this, and, and a couple of other folks have as well that we're going to get to in just a couple of seconds. And uh, she uh, is... Uh, well, the person, one of the people anyway, uh, that took over the XFL uh, with her ex-husband, who is also her business partner, and that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, yeah, he doesn't just own a franchise. He owns the league. Uh, he and his ex-wife does anyway. And uh, they're suggesting that there's something going on here. And uh, Danny Garcia says uh, the aim of these talks is to find a way to grow the game of football, period. Less about why is this the time and did we make a decision, more about where we both were at as we're looking to grow and expand our league, take advantage of entertainment properties, reach communities, uh, create advantages for athletes and players in the game of gridiron football. So uh, the game of gridiron football is uh, is in a state of flux, as everybody else is, of course, because of the pandemic and the vaccination program. So what's going on here? What are the talks here? And, and how serious are these people? There's all kinds of rumor. In the absence of fact, there's always going to be speculation. Uh, Scott Riley, host of the Scott Riley Show on CHML and uh, columnist for the Hamilton Spectator, uh, joins us. And uh, you guys have been talking about this. First of all, thanks for jumping in today, Scott. I really appreciate it. No problem, Bill. Anytime. You got a podcast. Uh, you and uh, a couple of our, our good friends, uh, Bubba and uh, Bubba O'Neill, of course, and uh, and Steve Milton uh, from the Hamilton Spectator, and and all three of you are super huge football fans. I know that. And uh, and Rick Zamper. And oh, Zamper's Zamp- right? on there too, of no. course. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget. Yes. Let's 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 talk about this. As you guys discuss this, uh, is there something to these discussions? Is is there, are these guys further along than we think they are, or that they're allowing or admitting to right now? Well, so when when the press con- press release came out, and by the way, if if you want to see the whole thing that Rick and Bubba and Steve and I discussed, it's called Home Games Hamilton. It's on YouTube. You can go there and look it up. But when this press release came out, and then when Randy Ambrosi was asked about this, the wording that was coming from the quotes from Randy Ambrosi was almost it was almost hilarious because he was talking about how this is go- just. This is a path we're going to walk down and an adventure we're going to explore. I mean, it sounded like something from a Alice in Wonderland dialogue or something. I mean, it was just, it was like, come on. If you're putting out a press release, there is more to this than we are at point A. You, you don't announce this if you have just not even started having discussions and you are just, you know, dipping your toe. There's got to be more. I'm not saying it's a done deal, but this is certainly something that, you have to believe if they are announcing it to the public, there's something to this. The question is, and I think your point, Bill, you, you know, your comment at the beginning was brilliant. In the absence of fact, there will be rumors or there will be speculation. The one thing that the CFL has neglected to do here, and I think it's to its detriment, 
is to offer any kind of idea of what it is, in fact, they're talking about. You know, saying that we are going to discuss an alignment with the XFL. What in the heck does that even mean? And, and as you, you know, as you know, as everyone knows, there's a million possibilities. And immediately, people, and I think, re- I think, honestly, and and for good reason, immediately people go to the well. There's going to be a merger, and the CFL rules are going to disappear because who in the states wants to watch three down football? And I don't know whether that's going to be what happens, but I don't think that's an unrealistic place for people to naturally go to when you talk about this alignment. Well, and, and there, I get into the dissection of the game in a second here because you're right, that, there's an awful lot of speculation about that. But whenever there's a potential merger, and if that's in fact what they're talking about here, uh, who benefits? Uh, I, mean, I mean, 25 years ago, I, mean, I was around. I was the stadium announcer back in those days. Those were horrific days for the, the league, not just for the Tiger Cats. I mean, the league was, was just about bankrupt uh, two or three different times. And people like David Braley and, and uh, well, Scott Mitchell's dad, Doug Mitchell, were the people that really kind of saved the league. But they did develop this strategy that let's let these American teams in. And, and you know damn well why they did it, because they all had to pay a, a handsome amount of money to join the Canadian Football League, and the league needed money. So they got their money, but the, the thing was a disaster. It just didn't work out properly, and, of course, it fizzled out after a couple of years. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that's not what they're doing this time. I know they're cash-strapped. Every league is cash-strapped right now, but is, is this the way they want to go, and, and to what end could they actually you know, see themselves? by? Well, they're talking the 2022 season. All right, so Bill, we can only talk in hyperboles here because we don't know, in hypotheticals, pardon me. We can only talk in hypotheticals because we don't really know. But let's use that one because that's the one everyone's talking about, a merger or something. In any league, when is the good time to either merge with someone or to expand your league? It's when you're in a position of strength because then you can pick, you know, carefully who the partners are you want and how you want to do this. And, you know, you don't see leagues generally – you know, the NFL and uh, Major League Baseball, NBA, they don't generally expand when they are desperate, except that's exactly what happened when they had the CFL-US expansion, as you well described back years ago. And that's where the league is now because of COVID, that we just keep hearing, you know, that they lost, what, 60 to $80 million last year. And being in a desperate position is not a good position to be trying to negotiate something that's going to be helpful. It's a survival. That, that, that I think, is the, the, the thing that most people are taking from this, and I think it's probably a fair comment. The CFL's had a tough goal because of COVID. The XFL doesn't even exist right now. So neither league is in a great position of strength at this point, and the CFL needs cash, and the XFL needs credibility because it's folded twice. And so you've got a, a Canadian league that's been around since the dawn of the Paleozoic era, and you've got the XFL that's now owned by The Rock and has money and has marketing savvy and has tentacles into the states with ESPN, perhaps, and a TV deal. And So, you know, you have two leagues that each really need something, but also is, you know, has a strength but is desperately lacking in some other area. So where's the middle ground, though? I mean, let's continue that business uh, metaphor here, okay? If there's going to be a merger here, and, and let's, you know, we're being speculative here. I want our listeners to understand that. That's not imminent. Absolutely. Uh, what, what do they have in common? That they, you know, how do you build on that? I mean, they both play football, uh, but it's a different yeah. kind of football. It's a different size field. It's a different size roster. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot here that, that needs to be addressed before we talk about, hey, maybe this is going to work. 
It is a huge question, Bill, because you're not talking about just melding two leagues like back in the day when the NFL and AFL merged together. You were, uh, I'd have to go back and look and see if there were any rule differences between those leagues. But if there were, they were minor. I mean, they weren't, they weren't, you know, the basic rules of the game, which is the case with this. You would have the XFL, which plays American rules, four downs and a hundred yard field, and you have this, and eleven guys in the field. You have the CFL with twelve and a hundred and ten yard fields and three downs. And I mean, the very, excuse me, the very basis of how you play the game is different. And so, you know, you can go back and forth. You say, well, the CFL's attendance has dropped every year for eight straight years. So, you know, to say that we must protect three-down football, well, clearly three-down football is not engaging with people in this country. That's the one argument. They, so you say, and, you know, Americans probably are not going to want to watch three-down football. On the other hand, you say, okay, so we take four-down football. Show me the football league, Bill, in the last 50, 60 years except when the AFL and the NFL merge. Show me the four-down football league that has taken on the NFL and succeeded and survived even. It doesn't exist. The only one is arena football, as someone pointed out to me today. But arena football is vastly different from field football. So the the point is you have to be, if you're going to take on the NFL, if you're going to provide another football league, my opinion is, it's got to be an alternative. It's got to be different. It can't be NFL light because that's always going to fail. Always. Every single time. So if you bring up XFL rules into the CFL now, I don't believe you may save the patient in the short term, but I don't believe it's going to survive in Canada. I don't. But, yeah, but, the, but those are the NFL it's better. Those other leagues, and, and the World Football League comes to mind, I mean, which, let's face it, I mean, in hindsight, you look back at the, the, the sole purpose that they, they, it was never stated, but I think the intended purpose was to create it a, enough of a ruffle that, that the NFL will, will take us in. Uh, you know, yep. and, and that's what the NHL did you know, with the WHA. You know, eventually, okay, well, they took three of the four teams, and the rest of them, they just said, go away. Uh, but they took the players, and that's what the uh, the World Football League did, too. I mean, people tend to forget that people like Herschel Walker and Jim Kelly and some other great stars played in that league first uh, because the money was better at that time. And, and, of course, as it fizzled out, they signed, you know, Kelly went to Buffalo and Herschel Walker off to the Cowboys and all these sorts of things. So that's that. I don't think that, that the Rock... Or, or, or his ex-wife, who's the, his co-partner in this, are looking to to, to, you know, to try to crash the NFL. I don't think that's the purpose here at all. But I don't see how you can create, and I'm talking about the American audience, uh, a separate entity. I think your point's well taken. They they try to, you know, hey, we're going to have the fluorescent uniforms, and instead of a kickoff, it's going to be, you know, a race to the ball. and uh, that, that's ridiculous stuff. But they do know how to market. But I just don't know if they know what to market right now. Well, uh, yeah, and it's, it, it, there's a lot of questions here. And, you know, let, let's dive even a little deeper. I mean, not too deep into this, but if you suddenly bring the XFL teams, and I can't even, honestly, I can't even remember where the XFL teams are located in this current incarnation, what cities. But, you know, let's say there's one in Los Angeles. Is there a market in Los Angeles for a spring football league playing three-down football in which, in which case you bring in Los Angeles versus Saskatchewan? I mean, how, how does that sell in Los Angeles? I mean, it sells here because we know the history of the Rough Riders and the green, you know, the sea of green and all the history and everything else. But, you know, it, it, these are really difficult things. There's a reason, Bill, why the, why the CFL expansion to the state 
besides the fact that, as I said a moment ago, they were not operating from a position of strength, and they did things in a lot of ways very rushed, there were other reasons why it didn't click. Americans watch football, and they know that football has four downs. That's just how it's done. And they know that it's a 100-yard field. And they know this, and they know that. And so you bring down the Canadian game, which a lot of people up here say, well, you can't not. The CFL can't abandon those things. Those are Rick on the podcast, Rick Zamperin, pointed out that that or those things, the three downs, that's the hill that you die on if you're the CFL. But it, but would that work in the States? How, how, would that, how would that sell in the States? So, you know, th- there are, as I said a moment ago, each side has something the other wants. The problem that you're facing with this, and maybe they can resolve it, but the problem seems to be that, you know, you're evil can evil, and between you and the landing is the Snake River Canyon, and it's a long, long way. There, I mean, Dwayne Johnson. I'm sure people know this. I mean, he he knows the CFL. Actually, he was on the Calgary Stampeders roster for a while. They cut him, and he says that was the best thing that ever happened to him because it turned him towards professional wrestling, and the rest is is history. But he's he's not ignorant of what's going on here with the Canadian Football League. As a matter of fact, his dad wrestled uh, in the, the Maritime Provinces for a long time, so he's even spent some time up here in Canada. Uh, so there's there's that. This is not just some American saying up here, hey, we're going to take this over. But they have to understand that there are some things that, as you say, are probably non-negotiable. But this, And you've touched on some of the major ones, but there, there's another element to this, too. This is the Canadian Football League, and over the years, the league has made sure that because of ratios on the rosters, that there's yep. going to be Canadians playing in this league, and that there's going to be money put into development of football players on this side of the border, too. Uh, and And that's got to be on the, t- the table, too. I don't think you negotiate that away, either. That is a huge issue, Bill, because when the U.S. expansion happened in the CFL, excuse me again, um, U.S. laws don't allow for that. I mean, the, the ratio thing, so the American teams didn't have to have Canadian players. Right. And I'm not dumping on Canadian players. I think there's a lot of, there are many of them that are fantastic but I don't know that it's a coincidence that Baltimore won the Grey Cup right away with an all-American roster that had played NCAA and played pro elsewhere, you know, because you suddenly now have, like, look, again, there are great Canadian players, but for most kids up here, the depth of or the, the length of their football training is not like in the States when you start when you're a kid and the, the great coaching and the high level of, you know, Dallas or, you know, Texas Friday night football kind of thing. It's just, it's not the same. And so you'll have the, the players, the Andy Fantuzes and the, you know, the Mike Morialis and the guys that come along and they're just, you know, they carve out a fantastic career. But you are playing at a disadvantage. And if you do this again, maybe, maybe you come to an agreement that says every American team is going to take a bunch of Canadians as a negotiated thing, but maybe not. And if the American teams suddenly say, we're not going to do it, well, how long until the Canadian teams say, well, we're now losing games. We've got to cut down on the ratio. And what you then see is this league that provides opportunities and really props up in a lot of ways Canadian university football because that's the gateway to a professional career. You now potentially undercut a lot of the steps in the ladder of Canadian football. And who knows, you, you may do more damage to the sport overall than just cutting out a few jobs out of the CFL. 
It would be awfully beneficial if the federal government would step up, by the way. And I know that some people are adamantly opposed to giving them any money. But, I mean, they've, they, as you pointed out, I think, in one of your pieces a while ago, I mean, they've given money to the arts. Uh, that's entertainment, and so is this. So I'm hoping they could. That's not going to solve the CFL's problems. Uh, but I think it would give them a better bargaining position, as you say, from, from a point of strength as opposed to uh, desperation. And, and uh, they're not desperate yet, but, I mean, you know, uh, we don't well, even know. Well, they could well be. It, a lot of it, I think, is going to depend on, on on the 2021 season. I mean, if if we're allowed to go into back into the stands, and I'm not sure if we're going to get 25,000 people into Tim Horton Field. I hope we do, uh, but it's going to depend on the vaccination program and a lot of other things. I mean, if if they can get, even if not back on their feet, but at least you know stable again for a season, we'll see. Because they're talking about 2022 here. There's a lot to unpack here, and I, I, I you know, we're not going to solve this. And again, we're we're kind of doing this in the dark because we don't know how far these negotiations went or have gone and whether they're ongoing. Maybe they've addressed a lot of the stuff that you and I just talked about. I, I don't know. Uh, they're certainly cognizant of this. I, I know you got to run, but there's one other thing. You have to hope, you have to hope that the CFL, as they're doing these talks, are doing market research to say, okay, we know that if we, for, ha for example, had to give up this rule or this rule, we know we will lose some diehard CFL fans, but are there younger fans in Toronto and Vancouver and Montreal who might be more interested in a league that is this? You have to hope that they are doing that kind of stuff, So it's not a, and I trust that they are. Because to, in, in 2021, if you're not doing this kind of deep dive into who your audience is, Boy, oh boy, you are really, really driving blind. Well, you know, one of the stated purposes of, the, of I know Randy Ambrosi's talked about this and, and a number of the other governors, too. They have to win Toronto back. I mean, you know, Toronto has, the city has, has for all intents and purposes, almost given up on the CFL. I mean, the crowds there at uh, BMO Field are, are terrible. Um, they, I know they've gone a long way now. They, they've tried to improve their roster, but something to bring those fans back. I mean, you've got to have Toronto, to, to avoid, and I mean a healthy Toronto franchise, uh, for that to work. And uh, that's got to be one of the stated goals, too. And you're right. Uh, you know, that may be at cross-purposes with what the Western teams want. Uh, you know, so we don't even know how the board of directors are feeling on this. Lots of questions and no answers at this. But uh, like I said, check out the podcast, uh, and, and you'll get the the, the perspective of uh, Scotty and his buddies about what they're doing. And uh, look at some of the social media posts, too, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Randy Ambrosi, the CFL commissioner, tells us that uh, there may be some some details about this uh, forthcoming in the not-too-distant future. We certainly hope so. Uh, as always, Scott, thanks so much for the time. Great talking with you again today. You too, Bill. Thanks. Take care. Scott Riley, host of the Scott Riley Show on CHML and columnist with the Hamilton Spectator. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.